Good morning, podcast world. This is Robin Harris. I am a revolutionary, political activist, and all-around concerned person. And it has been probably about a month or so since I've uh, made a podcast. And remember, I always say this thing called life happens, and sometimes it um, it determines what we can or can't do. And so I want to let listeners know that uh, I do apologize for this um, unexpected hiatus. But um, I have, um, since last talking to you, my mother passed away. And so making podcasts it was on my mind, but it's like I couldn't really go um, that next step to, to creating a podcast. So I just kind of want to be transparent and let my listeners know, those of you who do any type of work, whether it's light work, spiritual work, political work, social justice work, that sometimes we have to do self-care. And what we need to do, well, actually we need to do self-care all the time. And sometimes it may be simple as just saying no and just doing what you need to do until you um, can get to that place where you can do more. So with that being said, um, I think I'm going to talk a little bit about the Stand Your Ground uh, law and how it impacts us as um, oppressed people, Black people. And I was just kind of thinking about it, me being here in Orlando, Florida, <clears throat> excuse me, what that really looks like to me. It's in, in without sounding like a conspiracy theorist, um, when I think about the origins of Stand Your Ground and I think about, and I'll explain that in a bit, and I think about the Blue Lives Matter Act. I think about all these things and how they're evolving from Florida and how Orlando plays a, um, a, big, uh, a big part of that. So what I mean when I talk about the origins of Stand Your Ground in Florida? Well, my uh, opponent's husband, remember that I'm running um, for County Commissioner District 6, and I, would, and I would release this information even if I weren't. Um, it's not a secret, of course. You can just Google his name and look those things up. But my opponent is Victoria Siplin, um, and she's married to Gary Siplin. Um, Gary Siplin was on the task force for Stand Your Ground and voted for the Stand Your Ground law. And also this same man, uh, not only was it the Stand Your Ground law, but the sagging pants law. And I, I don't understand he, you know, him being a black man how that could even be a topic because it targets, it it disproportionately targets um, our young black men in our black communities, um, especially the sagging pants law. Like what, what were you thinking? I mean, who put money in your pocket to even be okay with that? And, and that shouldn't be okay. Uh, and of course, the stand your ground law, it is outrageous. It's, it's, um, and we're, we're talking about this um, after the death of Marquise McLaughlin, and I hope I'm not mispronouncing his name, but um, in the Clearwater area, I believe is where it happened. Um, <clears throat> so we have this law that disproportionately um, targets our people. Um, and I'm concerned, and as I mentioned, the Blue Lives Matter Act, I think I talked about that about a month or so ago, um, Val Demings, is one of the co-sponsors of that, the Blue Lives Matter, the Protect and Serve Act. And that as well will target um, 
um, African Americans, African people, and I'm con- and I'm concerned. Val Demings, of course, being the wife of Jerry Demings, sheriff, Jer- presently Sheriff Demings, who is also running for mayor of Orange County. And if you can kind of connect those dots um, to how that impacts police state, um, it's very concerning to me. It it really makes me think in um, these dynasties that are arising, and it seems to have to have this lockdown um, on our state. And they're coming from Black people. Again, these colonial moves that, that are being made, colonialism, um, white power, but Black face. So it's very concerning. Um, I'm very concerned about this, and that's why it's important that um, we get out and vote. That's, that's one way. And that we also... Um, uh, our communities that are oppressed, that we become self-determined, that we, um, with the stand your ground law, I hate to say it, actually, I don't hate to say it, but um, we need to be, you know, um, teaching our kids uh, not only the arts, but also self-defense tactics. I'm thinking about um, the young lady, the sweet young lady that was, uh, her, her throat was slashed in, um, I think it was in Oakland a few months ago um, by a white supremacist. So caught off guard. So we need to, we have a lot to say about this. So I was thinking about the stand your ground law and I kind of, like I said, I want to talk a little bit about that and just some information that I've, that I've gathered from reading. And, and I think it's, it's, um, it's worth talking about. Um, this law, it, it does seem like it was, it's made, it was made to, or it's becoming a law for, Plain clothes white people that really just want to uh, carry out violence against black people, oppressed people, and colonized people, and because it's the results are always in their favor. So they can at any time say they feel threatened by individuals just like the police do, and they can carry out violence, and they can they can automatically say it's self defense, and so. This um, something worth saying, this law allows for white people to run rampant within the African working class community and commit any kind of offense. They can do whatever the hell they want to do. And and you think with that, I'm thinking about the alignment here is that um, we don't even need the police. The police don't 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 need to be called because regular white people can do the job for them. Think about that. Let that sit in. Look at what just happened. Michael Dreschka, he, he took matters into his own hand that wasn't, wasn't even a matter. There's recorded, um, documented evidence that, he, that he's picked on people, that you know he, he was really, he, he wanted this to happen. He wanted this to happen. And so he waited till this black man defended his family and he knew he knew it would get him riled up. He 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 baited him. He baited him. Then he killed him. And the judge didn't even want to even want other information um, admitted into evidence. This white vigilante shot Marquise, and he got off with it. And we're gonna see this reoccurring and reoccurring. This law that was supported by black people is working against us.
this law is going to become part of the modern day lynchings. It's it's not it it it's disturbing. It's disturbing because it it doesn't work. Um, it doesn't work in our behalf. Remember um, the young lady who shot. Um, think warning shots. You know she got twenty years in prison, and she was being abused. So these same arguments, they don't. It doesn't work for us. And so every day, white people um, will keep lynching us, and burning us, um, and carry out the same violence, execution style as the police do. Let that sink in for a moment. So yes, this needs to be repealed. This this needs to be burned up, torn up. And so what can we do? One thing that we can do, we can get our power back. Only when African people have power in our own hands and we are able to exercise that power through the black community control of the police. And that's gonna allow us to hire, fire, train, and discipline those who, who should function with arms in our community. And so part of the one of the groups that I work with is the Black Community Control of the Police. Um, because unfortunately, I think we're going to see more of this vigilante-style <sighs> murders. And it's atrocious. It's sickening. So what do you think? Tell me what you think about this. Um, do you think Stand Your Ground should be repealed? Let me know what you think. Thanks for listening.